episode 118 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. What a week. You shouldn't say that if you stole it. I thought that was you. We're coming to you live from our house, our first ever recording in Rock Hill. Are you going to ignore what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I didn't steal it. I'm borrowing it. And then you come up um, with your own tagline. The two dogs are here. We're in Rock Hill. I'll leave quiet. Yvonne doesn't want to do the podcast, but that's okay. That's okay. We're gonna. This is a very special episode. We're gonna go through our top five best restaurants we ate at in 2019, and our top five dishes. Even though Yvonne has 12 dishes in her top five. Are we gonna talk about the tagline? Or are you just gonna keep ignoring me? What a week. Yeah, you can't keep saying that if it's not yours. Um. Yeah, I can. No, I gave credit. I'd rather you didn't. Okay, I won't do it anymore. All right. What are you going to say instead? I'm going to say noise. No, you can't say that. What should I say? You got some good suggestions on Instagram. What were the best ones? Um, there weren't really any good ones, to be honest. Did you like one? I mean, some of the ones that you suggested were okay. Sorry, we're not a cute Asian couple? Well, that rubs some people the wrong way. They thought you were being racist. Yeah. What about you can't eat us? Um, I mean, technically can't, people can't eat us. If they're cannibals. Soylent Green is people? Yeah. Jason got Disney Plus. Let's talk about that. I'm watching The Mandalorian. What a nerd. I'm excited about it. I think you need to speak a little louder. I feel like I'm being pretty loud. I'm sitting pretty close to it. What a year. What a year we had. I was talking about Disney. We had a great time at Disney World this week. Really enjoyed it. Went to Star Wars Land. Love Star Wars. Went to Epcot. Love Epcot. What was your favorite part? Um, I liked Epcot. I don't really think that the Star Wars Land is worth it if you're not into star wars like i thought it was cool but i wouldn't i don't think i'd recommend it unless it's a really your thing because like i'd probably rather have seen like the pandora land just because even though i'm not really into pandora it's like colorful and lush star Uh wars environment is more gray and stuff so it's not like it's cool the way they made it all immersive and i appreciate that but it's not the prettiest like thing to look at so if you're not into Star Wars, don't go to Star Wars Land. And I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't go to Hollywood Studios at all. There's not much to do. Yeah, there. You, uh, there's nothing. If you don't want to see Star Wars, then don't I don't go know to how Hollywood they even Studio. justify that as a park. Um, Star Wars. I think that's how they do it. Well, yeah, but that's only been open for like a month. I don't know. But you had the blue milk. What'd you think of that? I thought the food was excellent at Disney. We had, not only at Star Wars. We had the blue milk and you know what I liked, which I didn't, I haven't been to Disney World in 10 years. And then I was probably, no, I was like in my teens. So I didn't understand the alcohol situation, but I thought it was nice that literally every place in Disney had lots of alcohol for parents. And that makes a lot of sense. Well, I found out that Walt Disney World is actually pretty much alcohol free. Well, that sucks. Well, Star Wars was not. Epcot has a ton of alcohol. Yeah. Hollywood Studios too. And it was great. Um. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars, they go out to the nines on details. Like, 
they have special coca-cola bottles all the you know when you buy something they say it's credits instead of dollars and even the bathrooms like they're so cool they're all in theme too yeah like they were very like industrial i thought the dessert we had was good my coffee chocolate cake yeah the food i mean for theme for park, a theme park is, thought it was very good yeah, it's pretty darn good and then i got a porg that's magnetic to your shoulder you do like a porg yeah i don't like star wars but i like all the little cute things they think they make yeah like the elephants with the short noses the babies and you liked episode nine we saw it with Allie. yeah i liked it a lot well we tried to see it with Allie, but we were in the same theater she was just you know in the good seats and we were in the shitty she was with her seats. family and we just stalked her basically nice she doesn't like when i say nice anymore you're saying it too much it, all right you want to get funny. to our top five anything else you want to talk about this week um there's no food in kissimmee or land kissimmee florida no there's nothing to eat there yeah i agree it's all chains like some really you gross, have to go to disney world to get the best food really gross food there all right you ready to go over our top five Sure. All right. Do you want to do your honorable mention first? We're in countdown from five. Okay. As yeah. we've done every year. Um. So we're starting with the restaurants, obviously. So we I can gave, start with whatever you want. So I gave anomaly an honorable mention. Uh huh. Um. Jason said he thought that was bullshit. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> you gonna lie about it now? I. I said I wouldn't have done it. But I didn't say it was bullshit. I think I think the word you used was bullshit. <laughs> I think you're putting words in my mouth. Anyway, why'd you give Anomaly an honorable mention? Because I think Anomaly has legs to be a great place. You know, it's not it's not there yet. Like I think that and I was saying this to you the other day, I think that Chef Hart takes a lot of risks that, you know, really blow my mind. And also I think that some of his dishes need like a little bit of the kinks working out of them, but um, I think that's only because he takes such big risks. I think he could aim lower and ever you know everything would already be perfect. But I really admire what he's doing, and I've had a really nice time at his two pop-ups. No, I enjoy what he's doing too. I just don't think you should give a pop-up an honorable mention. Well, I gave one to like I gave an honorable mention to Bardo last year. Like it's not really like saying that you know they're up there with noma but it's just sort of like hey like this was a top place in my heart and i don't think there's anything wrong with that no that's why we have our own opinions all right you're number five <laughs> is that your hot take that's why we have our own opinions yeah we don't have to agree on everything all right number five okay kitchen table in london uh-huh why'd you put it as your number five why are you this in is such very a weird difficult. Mood? I'm not being difficult. You're you're like you're having a hard time communicating. I'm trying to I'm trying to talk more, and you feel like you're rushing me about. You said you wanted to keep this to 40 minutes. Why would you say that now? <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say about anomaly? What was your favorite dish there? No, I mean I don't really have anything else to say. I guess. I mean I don't know. I like the chicken mole a lot. I think that's a standout dish. Okay. And maybe that dish should have made my top dishes instead of Anomaly as the restaurant, since it's not a restaurant. But 
anyway, kitchen table in London. Um, I didn't really like any particular dish there. Too. I don't know if we ever talked about our London trip. I think we did. Okay. But I'm not sure. But I didn't really like anything as a standout, but I liked the experience. I liked that we got to have FaceTime with the chef and the meals situated around the table. So why don't you tell the describe kitchen table for the people? Can you describe it. Okay. <laughs> well, so there's only 19 seats. It's in the back of a hot dog stand. Classy hot dog stand. Um, it's hot dogs and champagne. Yeah. And then they have... It's not a stand. It's a sit-down restaurant where you get hot dogs and champagne. Yeah. So it's in the back of that. And it's basically just a counter, 19 seats, and then the chefs cook the whole meal in front of you. Two Michelin star restaurant. Um, and you can see their little Michelin guys they get, like little figurines. Yeah. I thought it was... I love it. I just think it's really cool when you can watch the whole meal take place and watch every dish be made. Plus we went with my parents who uh, caused a ruckus, which was fun. Yeah, your parents did not like this at all. God, no. It was a hard one to go in on because it had so many courses. It was one of those where you like, we didn't eat a big lunch that day, but we were really, really full by the end. Yeah. So I think that they struggled with that. And they had Parker House rolls, which I saw Andrew Sousa called the biggest culinary trend of 2019. Which I think is interesting because that started in Kentucky. So interesting. I think it's cool that they're all doing their house rolls. What do you think the biggest trend is? I definitely noticed that they all had, you know, like rolls, which is not something you usually see like in European restaurants like that. Um, especially like a yeasty roll. Um I don't know, that's a good question. I saw we noticed a lot of like um like aerobiotic mushrooms or like adaptogens like cordyceps or lion's mane or like a lot of these things that people are putting like in you know like elixirs being used yeah i think the biggest trend is doing less dessert more savory because a lot of the restaurants we went to this year only had one dessert it would be like 12 courses and only one dessert course Mm mm-hmm which I thought was interesting, and we saw that at a lot of places. Do you think we saw more like red meat this year versus last year? No, I don't think so. I think it was a lot of um, still a lot of plant-based uh, stuff, but I noticed the desserts are becoming less and less. I think people are, I don't know, calorie counting. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense to me. More desserts. I gotta tell you, I ate so much today, my stomach hurts. Noise. See, so you're saying that so much. Like, that's not an appropriate People way to have a conversation. DM us and say it if you like it or not. Okay, but if I say something, that's just like a conversation shutter downer. I'm saying I binge ate and my stomach hurts. What a, <laughs> you can um, say, what'd you eat? It's a food podcast. What'd you eat today? Um, I had some stolen from Lincoln's. I had a lot of dried fruit. Uh-huh. I had some homemade Chex Mix that's getting a little stale. Yeah. I made like three tons of homemade Chex Mix. Yeah. And I had some leftover food from toast. Do you know how many pounds are in a ton? Twelve. Close. Do you know how many pugs are in a ton? Um, About 700. Maybe. No, that's too many. Like 200. Anyway, I just wanted to explain my mental state. But you're so linear. Anyway, go on. Um, My number five was... I don't know how to say it. Yeah, they've told you. It's quintanil. 
It's not that hard. Who, who's they? A lot of people. Like three different people. Your friend Dino, Chef Coleman, no, Keen Toniel. Keen Toniel. Keen Toniel. Anyway. Keen Toniel. From Mexico City. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Being very harsh today. Um, really enjoyed this meal. Thought it was the Noma of Mexico. That's how I'm going to describe it. I just got a very Noma vibe there. Thought all the dishes were executed perfectly. It has, as Noma kind of like, you know, very locally sourced, you get to kind of see a Danish modern menu. I felt Quintonil was kind of the same. Quintonil. Very local, Mexican, um, vibrant, fun meal. Just felt fun in there. Felt educational too. Like they were trying to teach you about Mexico, which I liked as well. Yeah. Your friend Dinah said she liked that one least. She liked Puyol better. I, I liked them both. Um, I thought I thought Puyol had a couple, you know, more outstanding dishes, but I thought overall the, uh, as far as from start to finish, Quintonil was the better one. And you would agree with me. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Everything was really clean. It wasn't too filling. I liked the service. I thought the cocktails were top-notch. Agreed. I don't think I chose it. No. You didn't. <laughs> I wrote this a couple weeks ago. All right, number four, El Cellar de Can Roca. Yes. So, this one didn't make my list and easily could have. We went to so many good places this year. Yeah, this was... one was hard because we did it right after coming off of our flight and then having to drive to Girona. So it was a really... Girona. Shut up. After this was a really long day and everybody was I was really tired. I shouldn't speak for you. Yeah. You probably were since you had to drive the rental car. So I was gonna pick between um this one or Enigma, and I ended up picking Enigma, which it was a toss up for me, but the more I thought about it at first I really thought El El Sarde Canroca was better, but the more I think about it, like I think about Enigma a lot more. And six months later, I think that gets, that put it over the edge for me. But there were some outstanding dishes. I thought the desserts at El Cellar de Canroca, probably the best desserts of the year. Yeah, we had like a whiskey cake that was really good. And that one that was like in an orb Yeah. with lychees and flowers. That was really cool. Again there, I didn't, I know you really liked the vanilla pea dish. There wasn't a dish there for me that stood out. I really picked the restaurants based on like the creativity and the feeling. And so we, what was the feeling you got there? Like it was so fun. Like the first dish yeah. was like a globe, which was a game, and you had to pick. Like they were, they had three dishes, three little one piece dishes from every, from a different part of the world, and you had to guess which part of the world the fourth bite was from. Um, I thought that was awesome. They had one that was like almost like a dollhouse with like all these cutouts and you know creative plating, really cool atmosphere. It was like there was like an indoor rock garden in the middle like the yeah. layout was really interesting we got to see a bunch of rocker brothers yeah Roka brothers they were all there which was cool you um, don't always see that i just i thought it was great and too. it was my dad's first michelin star oh, restaurant yes, and your dad and he was really like amazed by everything and so it was sort of like going to one of those places for the first time and yeah seeing it through his eyes and he really liked it and yeah he that was another one with a lot of food though yeah, we were, by the really end, we full. were dying. Maybe too many courses. 
Oh, and they also had the dessert cart there, which yes. was like the Tim Burton movie dessert cart. And they weren't going to bring it over to us. Like, we're not sure if it was because like it's for the lesser tasting and that's what they get as their dessert. But it was like all my favorite things because it was like glassade fruits. And yeah. that's like my no, favorite No, this was a place that, where I said the dessert trend. This was the opposite. Because they're kind of known. Um, Jordi Roca, world famous yeah, pastry he does chef. Yeah, all the desserts. Um, they went dessert heavy. You know, another trend I noticed this year too, not giving away little gifts anymore. Yeah, we didn't have that as much. This place did. They gave you the um, sweets to go, which was nice. Yeah, they were chocolates, right? Yeah. And they let you pick out things from the cart. Anything else you want to say? Um, was Quintanilla they gave us the candies? Yeah. We haven't tried those yet. Yeah, they gave us mints. As we walked out. Are those mints? I think so. I haven't tried No, we them. haven't opened them. I don't think they're mints. Is it chocolate? I don't know. I haven't opened it, but I'm pretty sure it's candy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. The, Mali- the Mandalorian starting. That was on me. What the fuck? That was on me, people. You got to, you got a little bit... Disney's probably going to sue us now. Oh, my there God. There was a Mandalorian fight. Anyway, my number four... Not I'll... a sponsor. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Disney um, could anyway, really sponsor so then, us. Like, so they brought over the cart, even though it wasn't part of ours, because we had already had like three desserts, and they let me pick whatever I wanted. They were very nice about that. Very nice. Yeah, they felt... It did feel very... I mean, it was ranked number one in the world last year, and it felt very light, like you were there to have fun, a great meal. It didn't feel stuffy. I did like that. Yeah, it was fun. I think it kind of gets overlooked because we were so tired. Yeah. That's why we shouldn't do that anymore. When we're booking this Japan trip, there needs to be two rules. No I'm not doing no restaurants it. off a of flight because, first of all, it's stressful as hell. I thought we were going to miss this meal because well, our flight got delayed a couple fair, times. Well, to be fair, our flight got delayed four hours. It w- we would have been totally fine if I know, but, it, but I'm saying it could be delayed worse. A flight could be delayed a whole day in some cases. And yeah. then we shouldn't do lunch and dinner because we never enjoy the dinner. Yeah, and I agree. But fair. you know what? Sometimes you got to do it. You just got to do it. You just threw a shoe. Like, are you Swedish? Is this Swedish Christmas? No, I got these slippers. Is that what you do on Swedish Christmas? Yeah, you put your shoes out and they fill it up with candy. Santa does. That's German. No, it's Swedish. Could be German too. No, I got these slippers and they're too small and there's a tag on the top and it's rubbing up against me. All right, my number four, Alinea. I really loved Alinea. (laughs) Why? Why are you booing? (laughs) Alinea, I thought. Thumbs down. I thought Alinea. It just, they figured out, it's like, hey, you're here for a show. We're going to give you two hours of nonstop action, and then you're out of there. Um, Every dish was, like, I thought, well thought out, and it was a show. Like, you, everything on the table was used. They painted stuff. You got the balloon. Uh, It was great. I enjoyed every, as far as experiences go, we had some really good experiences here. Enigma, which is coming up, I think was my favorite experience, but this... After Noma, which is the best experience you can have, because it's two hours of nonstop magic as soon as you walk in, this felt similar to me. I thought it was too planned out. Like, it's too... Well, it's like a show. You're doing just no, different but, acts. No, but it's like, it doesn't have any of, like, the whimsy. It's almost like, it felt like, all right, like, like pretty much, like, to your point. Like, it's like, okay, they have to be here in two hours. They have to be out the door. Like, it felt like... 
they were just going through the motions. Like, I don't know. I think it's maybe been around too long. And, like, I don't know. There wasn't, you think this passes prime? Like, but I just kind of felt like the servers were very nice. We had good service. But I just kind of felt like it was rote to them. Like, I felt like they were doing something they've done a million times. And they were just going through the motions. And, like, it didn't have, like, the same fun to me like it just sort of felt like okay like that like what's next that's interesting i felt i felt very fun look it's tokyo um i have to go to the bathroom okay have fun we'll pause it now and we're back from the bathroom how was it good thanks um so after you bash my alinea number four yeah i thought the food was good nothing was like i don't know i just it felt kind of soulless i guess what? Ollie's licking my bag. Love you, Ollie. It's kind of loud. Um, what's your number three? Um, Blue Hill at Stone Barns. This, is... this is our only overlap. This was my number two. Yeah. Um, the thing about that place is I always forget it, and I actually forgot about it until I saw your list, which I did look at first. <laughs> wow. Cheater. But it was so good. I just forget about it because we literally started eating at 10 p.m., which yeah. is two hours after we usually go to bed. <laughs> at least two hours <laughs> after we go to bed. And it was also about 45 courses. Yeah. Give or take. And so we were there until like 1 p.m. And then we had to take like a cab and a train back from Hoboken or no. Hollywood. <laughs> we were far away from Hoboken. We took an Uber back. But um, yeah, I agree. I, Blue Hill... What I thought was the coolest thing about Blue Hill that I've never seen at a three Michelin star restaurant like this. Uh, they had different menus for different people. Like the people next to us got different stuff than we did. Even though they were just two. Yeah. Like I would get that if they were like a bigger party. but So they had a rotating set of different items people could get. And when they ran out, they ran out. And that to execute that on that level... Oh, you know it's what a really big trend difficult. was, I think, this year? It was, like, taking you back in the kitchen. Yeah, you Didn't mean, they like... they do that at several places? Or am um, I making that up? That's kind of been a trend for uh, places like this. Like, they do one course or something in a different location. I almost wonder if Alinea started that, because I know they do it. We didn't get a chance to do it. but um... I'd be interested who started that. But yeah, so there they did it, and they also gave everyone a different experience there too. Yeah, like we, we went to the that, bread making. Yeah, ours area. was the bread, which is like my favorite. You thing. love bread. I they love knew that. Bread. They and, did the research. And then they gave us a chocolate chip sourdough loaf, which my major regret in life is not being hungry enough to eat more of that. And I, don't, you I think just I had taken the tiniest bite. I you know I've never asked for something to go in a place like they that. They would hundred percent. I know. It. They would have probably given us more if we asked. I for don't it. know why we didn't. We're so stupid. We'll go back. But anyway, I liked, like, they had the game with the egg where you had to guess which hen. Yes. That was, you know, that didn't make my top five dishes. Which one had the red, what was it again? But it was basically a chicken which had eaten, the feed had peppers in it. Yeah. So it turned its yolk red. And they came out with, like, the two eggs still in their shell and you just had to guess which one. Yeah. Um, And then, like, tons of cool plant-based dishes. Yeah. I don't know. I just really it think was just like, really it was cool. really inventive. Everything was really, really good. Um, there were standout dishes, but I can't think of them because there were so many courses and it, it, the whole thing feels like a dream. 
I liked they had the trumpet mush- mushroom chicken nugget. I think about that. Oh, yeah, and it had, like, the little, like, fry box. That was a different one. Oh, but that was cool, too. Yeah. They just had, it was fun there. It was fun. They were very nice. And the atmosphere Some of the best service, cool. like, the lady there, they, so they, their printer stopped working that night, so they mailed me a menu a week later. Yeah, our, we had really good service, and I feel like that, like, to me is one of my absolute favorite atmospheres. It yeah, I wish we could have gone during the day. Super romantic. Well, no, I liked it. it Did was you feel dark. the love we have for each other? Yeah, we do love each other. Yeah. We have a nice relationship. Thank you. I think it's very nice what we have. Yeah. That's really nice. Um, <laughs> I agree. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. I just felt like it. Like it's it's like a really nice blend there between traditional and modern. Yeah, I agree. It's awesome. It should be, it should be ranked higher. And it had great, like, moody lighting, which was not good for pictures. They finally, actually, this year, they um, they extended the Michelin Guide out that far and gave them... How I don't know if they, they got get? three Michelin stars. They might have gotten two, but if they got if they only got two, it's fucked up. Yeah, they should have gotten All three. All right, my number three. Noma. Wasn't on your list. I feel bad. I fucking love Noma. I, I, it wasn't the same because we were at the community table and I didn't like the seafood as much as the vegetable. So I will say, you know, I actually think about the community table like some of the people we sat with were really cool. The one guy was a dick and kind of ruined it for us. We sat with a nice couple like from London. Yeah. And well, then that lady from uh, Denmark. Well, yeah, we had a nice friend, lady from Denmark. It wasn't like, but to me, and like, it's not because I didn't like the people. It was just because I can't enjoy, socializing to me takes 10, well, 100% of me. But we've gone to other things that we've liked that had community tables. I don't know. I think it was just a weird... We had That guy ruined it for us. He had a weird vibe. I thought the seafood menu... I prefer the vegetable menu. I thought the seafood menu was still really cool. It I didn't mean, have the whimsy of the other menu. Not as playful. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, it obviously, it was trying to accentuate the meat. So there were some simple dishes, like the Arctic crab with just basically horseradish sauce. Or, you know, some one of my favorite ones, the turbot, where they had the corn miso. Thought that was very cool from the fermentation lab. Uh, two of our favorite dishes of the year. My number on one favorite dish of the year. Yeah, I think it was my number one as well. The, the summer berries. Yeah, that was with pine cones. The chewy pine cones, chewy candied pine cones. Yeah. So I mean, I think if that would have been our first experience, we would have been like, "Wow, this is amazing." But since we had gone to the vegetable season, it kind of it wasn't as good as the vegetable season. I agree, but it was still and if you worthy can, of a top five. I would me. not do the community table there. It depends on the type of personality you are. If you're, like, super outgoing, it might work out. It is nice, like, if you're a single to go that route. The guy next to me fell asleep, too, which was fun. Yeah, some real weirdos. <laughs> we had some real weirdos. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you can... But if some you really can, nice people, too. Yeah, I I just... Like I said, it's just even for me when it's nice, like, it takes me out of it a bit. I liked meeting them, but, like, yeah, you it just put, makes it harder for me to focus on the food. And there's so much stuff going on in Noma, like, everywhere, that it was hard to concentrate on all of that. I did the juice pairing this time, though, and I really do think that's the way to go there. Yeah, the juice pairing is incredible. Like, have wine before or after, but, like, I thought the juice pairing was incredible. Some of the best things I've ever tasted. 
like really cool kombuchas and like unusual juices that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Agreed. I did the juice pairing the first time, did the second time. I'm going to do it the time. next time when we go this year. We're going every year to Noma now. Does that treat my bay monkey? Until we go bankrupt. <laughs> We're not going bankrupt. Yvonne this week, she said that once I have a million dollars in my bank account, I don't have to use soap anymore. And I'm very excited about that. Because he said you like Adam Carolla and he doesn't use soap. Yeah. and I'm, It's not that I'm against soap, but I don't think you need to use it all. I agree with Adam Carolla. Like you don't need it all the freaking time. So so we made an agreement when I get a million dollars that I don't have to use soap every time. We didn't put it in writing, though. So. <laughs> well, it's on the podcast We now. might revisit it. All right. You're number, you're number two. Enigma. And that was my number one. Yeah. So Enigma was awesome, and it's interactive. You move around. The space is cool. It feels like you're like in so a Black Mirror episode. So Enigma in Barcelona from Albert Adria one of the two brothers who did El Bulli, probably the most influential modern restaurant of the last 30 years. So we wanted to do tickets. We didn't get the reservation, but we got this one. But all the chefs in the world, like they want to go to Enigma because Enigma is the high end one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I think it's okay that we did. Well, that's good. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get tickets, but Enigma tickets. was awesome because yeah, it was, a, it was, a, an immersive experience. You got you ate in basically six different areas of the restaurant. Um, and what they, was they did fun things too? Like they were like, guess what this dish is. Yeah, so they would serve you the dish, you'd eat it, and then you'd try to guess what was in it, and then they would tell you. Never been to a place that, and that did really that. like made for some good conversation. Wayne loved it. Wayne loved that. This is Wayne. Wayne still talks Blue about Wayne's this meal. Mind. Like I enjoyed it. It was awesome. Like some of the lobster was incredible the desserts were incredible everything was incredible i loved i i think about all the time the crystal bread has like taken over the internet they like posted how to do it so what's cool about enigma every once in a while they'll they'll show they'll just do a video on how they make the dishes and then all these chefs around the world right try to recreate it so they have this crystal bread which is basically clear bread and they showed people how to do it. And then people all over the world were posting them trying to do it. So trying to be very interactive and um, cordial and educational. Like trying to get people around the world to to do cool stuff. Which I think is awesome. Alright, you're number one. That was my number one enigma. You don't remember your number one? Well, you had it pulled up a minute ago so I could see. It's in Chicago. Oh yeah, schwa. I don't know. Maybe that was Can wrong. you guys hear Frankie snoring? Maybe I shouldn't have picked Schwa. Well, you did. It's published now. I really online. liked it. I really did. Schwa was awesome. So, describe... Tell people about Schwa. So, Schwa is really small and hip and loud, and the chefs are the servers, and... So, it's, you walk in, it's completely black. Like, everything's painted black on the walls. There's 20 seats, max. That's where Mike Knoll worked. Mike Knoll the worked there for a while. The had a major drug addiction. Yeah. And he, like, had to shut down the restaurant for a time. And it was 13 courses. And or... he would, like, share patron, share drugs with the patrons. Yeah. We didn't do any drugs. And yep. it's, and it's yeah. bring your own liquor or beer. So we, I went to the Mexican bodega around the corner and got a whole bottle of Patron, which we had, like, five shots of. And then we gave the rest to the 
the staff. And this is a place where, like, not only was the experience really good, but the every dish to me was standout. Like, the Arnold Palmer golf thing. Yeah. Really um, cool dishes. Like, really cool. The explosion was better there than at Alinea. They do this very similar, like, pasta explosion. Oh, wow. Um, they do these bao buns with, um, was it Wagyu? Yeah. Yeah. And I like the dessert, the apricot cake, even though Chef Sam Hart says even the people there don't like it and that it's like a hotel dessert. Wow. I think is bullshit. Well, that's one of your top five dishes. I know. And it's a hotel dessert. He said he judges me and like doesn't think it's any good. You know what? Only God can judge you. I really liked it. I thought it had the outstanding dish was the banana parmesan. Yeah, the banana parmesan. And that made my top five dishes we'll talk about that no, it, was just, it was really creative and out there but there weren't any misses like in other words like they take risks but it's really refined and i don't know i just i just really yeah, that could have easily made my list too it was i great... liked looking around there were a lot of like locals there who seemed like they go there pretty often like they were just like having wine or like a date night spot like it was comfortable yeah and i like that feeling and you also got to go to the bathroom in the kitchen. That's How it. many times do you go to a bathroom at a restaurant? Um, at least two. Yeah. You should always go. I if you go to nice bladder. restaurants, even like I don't normally have to go to the bathroom, but I always go because their bathrooms are always cool. Yeah. I love them. It adds to the experience. They had a good bathroom at El Salo de Can Rosa. What if they had a course in the bathroom? A bathroom course. I have a nervous bladder. That's good to know. What so about, that's our top five. What was your... Were there any... Did you do yours? Yeah, mine was Enigma. What's... Oh, um? Or were there any that barely missed out? Yeah, for me, like, Quintonial. Yeah. was a tough one to leave off. Um... Kitchen table, the one that was very hard for me to leave off. Uh, Puyol was really close. Those are my two. I almost put... Um, and El Salar de Can Roca didn't I almost it. put the two David Chang places that... Oh, the, oh the, so Cobar. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that today. I almost put and then Co- I almost put the other one that's in the mall in Hudson Yards. Kauai? Mm-hmm. Or Cowie? Um... The Co Bar is my favorite restaurant. Like, if I could I die that. and go someplace, and and I didn't put that because I had that on my top five dishes last year, but the cold fried chicken there is fantastic. They have all these specials. And they have the foie gras hamburger, which is like also sweeping the internet. It's basically because like, the the Vegas restaurant has yeah. it. Yeah, so basically it's a it's a oh well, Co's a two Michelin star restaurant, but you get a Michelin star experience and it's literally they don't take reservations and it's a bar and there's always space available and you go in and the people are awesome and we just went for like a snack i go every time in new york now it's like it's a must go to for me just just i have to get the chicken i love the chicken and then they always have something else that's cool they have a chicken fried steak which so all their stuff like they call it chicken fried steak but it's really a steak that looked amazing Last time they did a bacon, egg, and cheese, but it was a quail egg and the special cheese, and it was so amazing. I love it there. That should have that could have made my list. Didn't make any of my lists. I love David Chang, his food. Yeah. And him. 
He loves you too. He told me. That's nice. All right. You ready for a top five dishes? Yeah. We're giving you two special things today just because we're feeling happy. All right. You're number five. Okay. You wanted, you had your non, let's just do the top five and then we'll talk about all the other stuff you did. Okay. Um, I did give it to the black truffle explosion for Millennia, even though I did think the schwa explosion was better, but just because Millennia did it first, <laughs> I gave it to them. So this was, and it was, it was, a, I mean, it was, we were both really good. It was really freaking good. And it was the best course of the meal. And I'm really glad we got it because not every table got it. So there is a blog that this person tries to like, recreate all the Alinea dishes and I don't remember if it was a man or a woman but they talk about how difficult this one was to do and how they make their own black truffle sauce um at Alinea that was a great dish and we not everyone got that we were lucky yeah it was really really good okay my number five I always put a sandwich on my top five one year it was the Z-Man I don't remember what it was last year, but this year is the hot chicken sandwich from Hattie B's in Nashville. So everyone knows hot chicken from Nashville. Went there this year for the first time. Went to Hattie B's, which people say is the best. I on a work trip, so I didn't on know. a work trip. Um, love fried chicken. This was like exactly what I wanted it to be. I loved it. Is it hot? Yeah, and you could get different levels. You can get like. You're gonna die, but I just got the normal hot, and it was it was hot, but it wasn't unbearable. It looks good in the picture. Thank you. All right, your number four. Uh, my number four was the mole madre because even though Puyol was a little bit of a letdown for me, partially due to the service and partially due to the fact that we were so full, and partially due to some of the dishes just being underwhelming. Yes. The mole madre was not underwhelming. Um, and I've not seen his chef's table, so I don't know about this on the level that I should have. But, um, you know, I get it. It's old mole mixed with a new mole. So they basically have from, I, I think the when we had it. She told us how many days. It was they like wrote on the years or something. Yeah. So basically when they, I think when they redid the restaurant a few years ago, they basically took this mole and it's basically they add a little bit to it every day. So it's basically the same. It's like a kombucha. It's the mother. Yeah, it's kind of like a start, like a sourdough starter yeah. almost. And they just keep adding to it every day, and it gets more flavorful and more flavorful. And it was so like, just rich and deep and creamy. I loved it. And then they do that on the outside, and then on the inside they do a mole that's made that day, and they're both obviously delicious. And then they serve it with fresh, um, blue and white corn tortillas, and just like. Having the mole by itself or a little on the tortilla, mixing the two together. It was really like fun to get all those different flavors. Yeah. And they were all so rich and sweet Homemade and tortillas. savory and salty and, you know, all the things. Yeah. I love that. That was worth a visit. I, um, my number four is also from Puyol. It's the octopus. So what was cool about this was they took the octopus perfectly cooked. I think octopus is one of the hardest things to cook because you can fuck it up really easily. But they basically lather it with a chili and uh, grasshopper uh, dry rub. And it was so good. Grasshoppers, I was really scared to try it there. We had like, you just basically eat it like a snack. I really liked it. 
Yeah, they're good. I ate buds this year. They're salty and crunchy. It's good. And I tried your octopus. It was really good. Usually I find octopus, like, even when it's good, it's not my favorite thing. But that one was definitely the best I've had. All right, your number three. My number three was fucking awesome. And I think about it all the time. Yeah. So we went to... Um, Tom Kitchen. It's called The Kitchen. So it's Tom Kitchen's restaurant in Edinburgh. And it was good. It was another experience that was kind it's of... basically the best restaurant in Edinburgh. I would have had a better time if it weren't for our dining companions were really not into this. And I don't know why, because it was really good and really fun. Yeah. Um, but this dish was like a puff pastry that was made, like, baked around um, a scallop shell. And then they came out and they like cut around the puff pastry and then lifted up the puff pastry and the shell of the scallop. And then the inside was like on the scallops had like this creamy garlicky buttery sauce. And the puff pastry, the sauce, and I don't even like scallops. Like I never order scallops. Like, I mean, of course I eat them in a really good restaurant. It's just like bottom, bottom of seafood. And these were so good. Like I could eat this every night. Like, they were just buttery. They didn't have that, like, I don't know. Sometimes scallops taste like... I, I think this is, like, the peach... Sometimes scallops taste, like, dirty to me. I can't even, like, I don't even... Like, they almost taste like they have toxins in them. I don't know if that's true. But, like, these tasted very pure. Yeah, I think it was... Because we had scallops at a lot of the restaurants we went to in England. I think it was very, like, peach season for them. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's good water because it, it, basically right outside Edinburgh on the sea, they got these from. This was a really cool dish. And the puff pastry was like a little undercooked at the edges. So it was like super doughy, which is like my favorite thing in the world. And the buttery sauce was like, it was like thick and it was so, so good. I love this dish. I hope I guess I have it. By again. the way, all these are on skyandpancake.com. So if you want to see them, we have pictures. Because yeah. this one, you need to see the picture. Yeah. Really does it justice. All right, my number three was oh also from Scotland, the lamb rump from Har. Yeah, this so, is a really good restaurant. So Har was the restaurant of the year that you know we didn't plan for it. It was just in St Andrews where we were staying, and in our hotel nonetheless. And we're like, oh yeah, we'll go here tonight, and it was freaking incredible. The uh, Dean Baines is a chef. He was on. A British show, what? Master Chef. Master Chef. Okay. And all of his dishes were incredible. It was incredible. It was really good. I didn't end up eating that much there because I had like a stomach ache, but everything I tried was so good. But he did a lamb rump in a Cafe du Paris sauce, and just there, every dish was so flavorful. I, I, I think about those dishes all the time. I loved it. If you're in St Andrews, it's in the Kinettles Hotel. Definitely go to it. Yeah, it was like, I mean, when everyone suggested we eat in the hotel, I was like, you guys are lame. I'm not doing that. But then once I realized what we were dealing with, I was like, oh, okay, fair. Also, I mean, I'm not surprised that that was in that restaurant. I mean, that was in that hotel because that was the most five-star. I mean, we haven't stayed in a lot of five-star hotels. Five-star hotels. <laughs> what wow. did I say? Uh, can you also tell the people how this year we've moved from two hotels because they weren't up to your cleanliness? Well, here's what we learned. I can't stay in a three-star hotel. <laughs> can't and won't. Sometimes yeah. people ask if we stay in hostels. I want to laugh in their faces. Yvonne in a hostel? It would be like a hostage situation. She'd yeah. have people on the wall. I can't stay in a three-star hotel, and I can't stay in an old hotel. Yeah. 
I need something that's at least had a 90s renovation and a four star or better. And I know that sounds high maintenance, but I am high maintenance, so. But in St. Andrews, this is a five star hotel and it was. Oh my God. Like the bathroom in that hotel? Oh, yeah. Love it. So cool. All right. Talk about your hotel dessert for number two. (laughs) The apricot from Schwa. It was a wheel of Telegio. Sorry, Sam Hart. That she likes something sauce. Sorry, but it's what I liked. I liked it a lot. I like dessert. It wasn't too sweet. I liked that the wine sauce was like a broth, basically. It was like citrusy and like a little, like it was a very dry white wine. And I liked the cheese. It was like earthy. Yeah, I thought it was. I love that fantastic dessert. Okay, so I've never liked been. It I've never been to a hotel where they've had a dessert like that. Yeah, and a bunch of like <laughs> one of the chefs from Bardo made fun of made fun of the guy's canel on it. Like said it was sloppy. Like. I don't really give two shits about the quality of someone's canal. It was delicious. Agreed. What about you? My number two, the salted and dried berries from the summer from Noma. So this was the dish we were talking about. It was reminding me a lot, actually, of Noma had a pop-up under the bridge that we went to. And they served, basically, sheep's milk with Concord grapes. This was very similar. It had sheep's milk. It had a little bit of olive oil. And then it had dried fruits from last summer including our favorite thing the pine cones and the pine cones were dried and chewy yeah they're but also candied so they're... it's almost like a golden berry but like rougher if you candied it i think when we go back this summer i'm gonna ask if we can have a bag of them i mean to take home that'd be amazing i feel like if you go three times you get a jacket and pine cones <laughs> a smoking jacket but that was the best. This was so That's my good. number one, so I can just segue into that. Just like, segue into it, baby girl. Also, it was a huge portion. Like, I was like, as soon as I started eating it, I was sad that it was going to be over. But it honestly wasn't over for a while. Like, it was, it was a generous portion. Yeah. And it had little pieces of chocolate. Yeah, it had everything you want. Like, literally, like, every texture and every flavor. And it, it was, it's literally the perfect thing. It might be the best thing I've eaten in my whole life. <laughs> oh, and that's why it was number one for you. Yeah. My number one was the Parmigiano and banana from Schwa. Thought coolest flavor combination. Just the umami of the Parmesan with the sweet. Chewy and, dried Thai banana. Yeah. Just incredible. Incredible flavor combination I would have never thought of. No. Would have it never thought of it. But it's not. It's great. Highly recommend it. Okay, let's talk about some of your honorable mentions. Okay, well, I did like a Charlotte-based... Because I, I have a couple that I'd like to Non-fancy pants. And I want to go through them quickly because I have to go make a blue apron. Uh-huh. Not a sponsor could be. Yeah. We're having chicken thighs. Mm. Not me, probably, because I already ate a lot today. Cool. One thing I wish Google would do on these screensavers is why don't they just tell you where these pictures are taken? I mean, some of them it's obvious. Like, they have landmarks in them. But some of them are like jungles, and I want to know where they are. Okay. Don't you wish they would do that? Yeah. I think you can probably go online and find it. Maybe. All right. Go through your... My number one was Greg Coyer's um, chicken skins. He puts his Tennessee fry sauce on those babies. Oh, yes. And I hope he's going to have them at um, their new restaurant. Because they're special. I have an honorable mention that I didn't mention. The Israeli hot chicken Mm. from Yafo, which he said he wasn't going to put on the menu... 
And he said, you can't post about it. But he put it on the menu. It's so freaking good. And it's been a sensation. Sensation. Swept the city. Took over. People, so, someone on Instagram asked me for two moments in Charlotte this year. And that was one of my moments. I thought that was one Classic. of the coolest things to come to Charlotte. Shy, that was awesome. Glad you put it on the menu. And now he has an eggplant one. Love that. Shy's the goat. And you've been wearing that shirt all over the world. Yeah, I do wear my uh, pour some shirt on me. Mm-hmm. Scoob. My next one was the mushroom toast. Okay, from... this, I felt like this was a direct attack on me because this is where I got the food poisoning. You didn't eat here. Yeah, I did. That's where I got... No, you did not. I had the, not that place, but I ate at the market. You ate at the market, but I didn't eat there at the place you ate. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying you brought back bad memories. I don't know if you had food poisoning. I don't know what you had. You ate hummus. It's highly unlikely you got food poisoning from hummus. But anyway, so I had this Are really you saying good... that I just threw up for fun? So they had this vat of mushrooms that was the size of like a flying saucer. And it was just mushrooms, oil, and salt. And then they put that over some sourdough toast and sprinkled it with some herbs and some Parmesan cheese. And it was perfection. And it was in a produce stand. They weren't even like a you know, your typical food vendor. They literally just had that. And then they had behind, they were doing um, just some very simple asparagus with the hollandaise, but it was it was awesome. Next would be the buffalo pizza sticks from Flippalos. Is this Amsterdam? No. You are so obsessed with Flippalos. It, it made our top 25 I fucking love restaurants of Charlotte lists this year. Yeah, Flippalos is great. Which is coming out on Tuesday. Probably, maybe. Pueblo's is great, though. Um, and these pizza sticks, I like when I... Here's my thing. I like... Sometimes I get in the mood for, like, greasy, bad-for-you food. Mm-hmm. I try to eat a lot of salads. That's I try every to eat, day like, for me. I try to eat pretty, good, pretty, you know, healthy. But then when I want to go dirty, I don't want it to be, like, super dirty. I still want it to be, like, homemade, which is what this is. You know what I mean? Like, the dough's homemade... The chicken wings aren't frozen. Like, they put a lot of love into it. And you don't feel like trash after you eat it. Yeah. Um, speaking of made with love, I gave a shout out to um, the Batchmaker. Yes. Particularly her cakes. Everything at the Batchmaker is amazing. I mean, that's just... This is taking Charlotte by the storm. brownie. The brownie she makes is She doesn't need fantastic. us to say it. Like, she can't even, like... Poor girl's working so hard to just keep things in stock for, like, an hour and a half every day. Yeah. I mean, people could not be loving it more, and it's so well-deserved. And then finally, Capiche, um, their San Lorenzo pasta. It's so spicy. It's so delicious. I love Capiche. Capiche, Capiche was a surprise restaurant in Charlotte for me this year. Absolutely. I pasta, thought it was going to be a crappy Italian chain, and it is freaking delicious. Half-price meatballs on Panther's Day. Um, well, It's over now. It's over now. What a year. What a year. Um, Ollie's up. Oh, he's on your pillow. I'm trying to think if there's anything boy. else I want to say about the year. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, Ollie's pregnant. Who's the father? You. <laughs> That's weird. And you shouldn't have done it because he's your son. <sighs> I guess I'm going to have to edit that out. All right. So what's the best thing you ate this week? I have a, I have a surprise. I have a surprise that you're... Um... You didn't even let me try your fries from Epcot. I said you could buy your own. 
Gee, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really... What did I even eat this week? I don't know. Oh! I, you know what the best thing I ate this week was? I got... They're calling um, Whole Foods in Florida. I don't think... I haven't... I don't know if... I didn't see them at the Whole Foods here, but they had some... They had stolen for $10, and they also had rum cake for $10. But it wasn't a rum cake. It was a fruit cake. They're just... They were trying like a rebrand, you know, because fruitcake has such a bad reputation. And there was a little bit of rum in it, but it was like heavy on the fruits. And it was like no artificial colors, like super dense, not too sweet. I didn't share it with you, Jason, because it was really good. Oh, interesting. I get all the flag for not sharing stuff. and Sorry, I should have. I shared it with Wayne. That's nice. Anyway, my favorite thing is also rum cake. The Honey Baked Ham Vanilla Rum Cake. (laughs) This thing is so freaking delicious. Did you eat it again? Uh, yeah, I had it again. There's when? still some left when Ew. I went to the office. But from the first time? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it should be moldy. It's not. It's fantastic. Um, some One of my clients dropped it off, and it's so good. I actually, we walked to the office to try it the other day, and it was worth it, was it not? Yeah, it's really good. Really, so, really good. I wouldn't have eaten it now. It's been like two weeks. <laughs> but It's rum. You do you. I do me. Wasn't it stale? Tasted great. I'm going to have it tomorrow, too. Ew. How is it still left? Nobody else likes it? I don't know. It's a Christmas miracle. Or a Hanukkah miracle. Maybe it keeps replenishing. Happy Chinooka Day 8, I think. Last day. Happy Chinooka. All right, everyone. Um, Have a great... Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I don't make New Year's resolutions. Every day is a resolution. Every day is a new chance to fuck up. I gotta go make dinner now. Peace out. All right, everyone have a great week.